0: Hello, welcome everyone. My name is Jenna Armado, growth and success coach. Welcome to season nine of Chamber Chat. I am so excited to be here with today's guest, Joe Berquist, from Harleysville Bank and we are really looking forward to getting to know a little bit more about Joe, about what he does at Harleysville and some of the insights that he's gonna bring to us today. And before we do that, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Uh, So the season nine sponsors of Chamber Chat, uh, while you're chewing your, well, while you're chewing, we're chatting sponsors are Brickman's Cafe, Smoothie Q and Manitani Stillworks. Today's sponsor is Smoothie Q. Smoothie Q is committed to community service and giving back by feeding the hungry, families who need assistance due to disabilities, orphans, and more. The owners of Smoothie Q, Frank and Heather Anderson, moved to the area and wanted to offer the community health and wellness opportunities. The Anderson's new shop, located in Pottstown, offers healthy smoothies, acai bowls, a variety of Jamaican patties, as well as cocoa bread. Today, you can win a $10 gift card from Smoothie Q by just commenting on this live episode of Chamber Chat. So we look forward to seeing those comments and I can tell you personally, Smoothie Q has such an incredible variety of healthy smoothies and healthy options. So looking forward to seeing you in the comments and looking forward to seeing who wins that $10 gift card. Our member spotlight today is Colbrookdale Railroad Preservation Trust. An exhibition on the Colbrookdale Railroad is your ticket to create memories that last a lifetime. Check out their unique accommodations, theme trains, or book reservations for your group's special event. What an incredible opportunity. So thank you, Colbuckdale Railroad, for bringing that to us. So today, uh, like I mentioned, we are going to get to know uh, Joe Burquist, who is the Vice President of Commercial Lending at Harleysville Bank. Welcome, Joe. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Jenna. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, great. Well, so exciting. You know, I know uh, we met each other. Gosh, I think my first year as a chamber member, which is going back to maybe 2018. Uh, so it's been a while and I'm looking forward to catching up. So, you know, um, would you mind, Joe, maybe sharing just a little bit about yourself and what specifically it is that you do at Harleysville Bank?
1: So I am a commercial lender at the bank, uh, So meaning I do commercial business loans. Uh, primarily my what I really focus on is primarily commercial real estate lending. Uh, That can entail either what's called owner-occupied or investment uh, commercial real estate. When it gets into the commercial world, basically that means anything that's over four units. So anything that could be one to four unit on the residential side could still fall into the residential world. Um, I really get involved when it's five or more units um, or if there if it's a if it's a what you call a mixed use type of property where maybe you have a commercial storefront on the first floor maybe a couple of apartments above it uh that would be something that would would fall into my uh wheelhouse so to speak and then on the other side zoning can also play an issue into it like if in other words if you have a uh maybe like a small rancher on main street that was converted to some kind of an office in years past and maybe that now falls under some kind of village commercial zoning, uh, that has a tendency to kind of pull me into that. But beyond the commercial mortgages, generally what I deal with is things like term loans, line of credits, uh, if a customer needs an ACH to cover payroll, um, those type of items. And then and then finally, if we're, if we're doing some kind of renovation project, uh, generally we can get in, sometimes we can get into letters of credits and things like that that are needed Uh, by the surrounding townships and boroughs to get certain certain real estate related projects completed.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. And Joe, you know, I'm guessing that, you know, over the course of the last two years or so, you've probably seen lots of different transitions uh, and changes in meeting your, you know, your clients needs. What are some of the trends and things that you're seeing right now?
1: Well, right now, and I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really glad you actually asked that question, Jenna, because I think it, it will probably lead into some of the other things that we're going to talk about as we go along here. But uh, I would definitely there was a couple things I would say as as we're progressing into. Kind of some shaky ground, some shaky territory as we're moving forward here. Uh, potentially moving forward into a into a recession here over the next you know twelve to eighteen months. I think customers want to focus on a couple things. They want to make sure that they have some type of a cash position that they that they have some money that they can kind of fall back on, a uh, cushion if you will. Uh, I think they should also talk to their bank. If they certainly don't have a line of credit, they should very much consider going to their bank and getting a line of credit. If they already have a line of credit established, um, I don't know, maybe, I mean, for example, say somebody has a twenty-five dollars or a $50,000 line of credit set up, maybe they might want to consider increasing that to seventy-five or 100000 if they can, just to give themselves a little extra cushion. Um, and I think people really need to start taking a look at expenses, like really hard, you know, really hard look at expenses and really managing the bottom line as best they can uh, but I think if people do those three things, they'll they'll be in pretty good shape over the next twelve to eighteen months.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic! Thank you so much, Joe, for sharing that. In fact, I was actually taking notes, and then I remembered. Luckily, this is recorded, so I'm going to have the opportunity to go back in and uh, and and listen again. And so, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit, Joe, about Harleysville and about the culture there? So, as you're kind of ebbing and flowing with the, you know, the the needs going on in the industry, the needs going on, and kind of the economic client and serving your clients, what is the is the kind of the culture at Harleysville that that you're living and working in while you're doing all these things?
1: So, I actually love our story. So, Harleysville Bank was founded in 1915. So, the bank has been around for 107 years. And there, we had a couple individuals in Harleysville that basically started three different companies. There was Harleysville National Bank, which was a separate bank from us. Um, Then you had Harleysville Savings and Loan, which is that's how we started. That was the original formation of the bank was actually as a small little savings and loan and then there was actually harleysville insurance and you had the basically the same owners were all involved with the creation and development of these three uh, organizations because back then in 1915 uh, harleysville there they weren't any insurance companies in the town there wasn't a bank in the town and they really didn't have a the, you know the function of a savings and loan at that time was really just to take in cds and then lend that money back out in the form of a residential mortgage and so it was really a, a primarily just a residential mortgage lender and and that was the the main role of the bank and as the decades went on harleysville evolved from a savings and loan into a, a savings bank savings institution and then finally in 2006 the bank converted to a full commercial bank and started offering all the commercial products and things that I was just talking about a few minutes ago but um, beyond the loans we also get into a lot of uh, commercial depository accounts you know business checking account business savings account Uh, we also get into cash management products such as sweep accounts um, payment, just different payment services and things like that, that, you know, typical services that a, a small business customer would need from us. Um, but that has really been the evolution of the bank over the last hundred years. And it's, it's really a neat, uh, interesting story. Uh, what I think a lot of people in our bank really take a lot of pride in is the fact that, you know, Harleysville National, unfortunately, was was purchased and taken over back in 2008 by First Niagara Bank. And now they're, they're now Key Bank um and then harleysville insurance was bought by nationwide uh you know i can't exactly the exact date on that i want to say maybe 2010 2012 something like that Uh, but it's been about nine or ten years uh since that purchase went through so you know we are the last of those original three organizations in the harley'sville community that's still here still standing and i know that our board of directors our senior management team uh many of our customers many people in the community uh, all around the Harleysville Soderton area uh, they take a lot of pride in the fact that the bank has been very actively involved in the local community for for many decades um, and it's not uncommon for us to get customers that walk in the door and say hey you know I my parents did business with you my grandparents did business with you I'm doing business with you now and this goes this relationship goes back you know 40 50 60 years and it's a it's a really neat thing to see um, so that's a little bit of basically the story, the the background of Harleysville Bank. One of the things I like to hit on is the idea of customer service. Um, I, you know, I have always found this to be very interesting, Jenna, because I've always said, if you put 10 banks, if you put 50 banks in a room and you say, hey, everybody that's got good customer service, raise your hand and what are they gonna do? Every, every, every single bank is gonna, across the board, they're gonna raise their hand and they're all gonna say, hey, we have great customer service. Uh, no one's really going to say we have bad customer service. You know, you know. So the, the question really becomes then, what is great customer service? How do you define customer service? And I think for us, it's the fact that when we have customers come in the door, we know the customer's names. We know who you are when you come in. It's an incredibly friendly, inviting environment that we have in all of our branches are um, the the people that work in our branches. They love getting to know our customers. They love to get to know their businesses, what's going on there. And it's very uh, normal and natural to have these kind of uh, friendly interactions when they come in. Oh, hey, how's this going? How's your wife doing? How are your kids doing? What's happening here? Oh, I see that you know, you've got this event coming up or whatever. Um, and we put a lot of uh, information on the, in the, you know, in the vestibules coming in and out of our branches. So there's a lot of information there, business cards, upcoming events, things like that. Um, so we really try to foster that community spirit in there. Uh, but beyond that, you know, there are certain banks, you know, maybe call some of the bigger banks, you know, they have the, the, a lot of automated phone systems where you're, you know, you might be sitting on the automated system for 20, 30, 40 minutes just trying to get a hold of somebody and go through that. We we don't have that. We don't have an automated phone system. If you call the bank, somebody answers the phone. It, you know, I have direct lines, I have cell phones, you know, so a customer needs to call me, they call me, they get me right away, and we take care of it. And I think that is really how we encompass customer service, you know, making it making it easy to get a hold of us, making it easy to interact with us, and then try to take care of uh, customer issues as quick as we possibly can. And that has really held us in good stead uh, because we we garner tremendous uh, word of mouth referrals throughout the entire Montgomery County area, which is which has been really, really, I think, key to this, this ultimate success of the bank
0: yeah well thank you so much for sharing that and i think you know so important for any for any business that's experiencing growth uh whether it's challenge whether it's opportunity um, there can be some uncertainty attached to that there certainly can be some uncertainty as we talk about things like the economic climate and you know what the next um year or so could look like and so to know that you know there's that resource that trusted resource there that, that um you know the the customer service philosophies you have the culture of the organization and the people that you've got working there provide that sense of you know security throughout that working relationship which i think is so important
1: and, and i'll just add to that like i really think uh, over the last couple of years like when we were going through the entire ppp program uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, a lot of customers that that just they, they needed that PPP funding just to keep going, to stay in business, to keep their customers, keep their employees employed at the business, keep things going. And I think that, you know, I heard I heard so many comments throughout that those and throughout those that year and a half. Where people would just say, "Oh, I'm just I, I can't I can't tell you that I'm so happy you just you just answered the phone that you were just there that you you took the time to sit with me for 25 minutes and try to answer all of our questions through this this confusion," and um and and, and again and a lot of times I I equate it in a very funny way. I used to tell people would ask me what was it like going through that that PPP loan process, and I would tell people it was like building a race car while you were going 100 miles an hour down the track it was it was really it was really quite a uh you know quite an experience and 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 maybe one day i'll come back and i'll, I'll talk at length about that experience because I, I i think it was it was a very interesting uh time but um i think people were just so thankful that we were just there and we were we were happy to to talk to them and, st- and still go out like i remember we were open, but our branches were closed, but like we, you know, we kept the drive through open. I I mean, I myself, I mean, pretty much everybody else in the bank, we were still at the bank every day. Uh, And I took the time, like if a customer came in, I would, I'd go out, I'd walk outside, I'd go out to their car I'd sit with them for, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes and, and try to help them walk through. And, and even though, at that moment, you know, I probably didn't have answers to a lot of their questions. I mean, probably a lot of it was like, well, we just, we just don't know yet. We're not sure, <laughs> We're not sure how all this is going to work out. We're just trying to, you know, put it together as we go. But I think at the end of the day, I mean, people just really appreciated that, that we were there for them. We took the time to talk to them. They could get a hold of us. You know, we were easy to get a hold of. We were, you know, we, we weren't trying to, you know, you know, you know, kind of hide behind technology or hide behind an automated system. And, and I, I really do believe that made a tremendous impact on our customers and just you know, people around the area.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Absolutely critical to have those relationships in place. And you're, and you're right. You know, when you're when you're running and operating a business, um, you know, there there's not a ton of time to sit on hold, right?
1: And so oh, no. to be
0: able to, you know, to be able to get to a person um, is just so important, especially when you're lacking some of the information or details or things that you need to be able to move forward. Uh, and I saw so we've got Sarah. Uh Sarah is watching. Sarah is a member of the Leadership Tri-County class of 2023. So hi Sarah, thank you so much. And and sarah said you know answering phones is critical that customer service aspect is key
1: mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. without a doubt without yeah. a doubt
0: fantastic well what else joe what else is is cooking in terms of you know things that you're seeing trends you're seeing what's, what's really going on in your world kind of day to day
1: well I, obviously i think the big one today today is uh you know federal reserve day they're go- they're going to announce that they're going to increase interest rates uh probably let's see it's about 1218 so I would say maybe around sometime between two and three o'clock we'll probably hear something from them uh, in terms of interest rates. A lot of people are expecting they're probably going to increase by 75 basis points. Some people are saying maybe a little bit more maybe maybe 100 or maybe 125 but uh, I don't, that remains to be seen and we'll just have to ultimately see what happens. I think that uh, you know 75 basis point increase is, is probably a safe safe bet on that. Now, but here's the real question. What does that mean? What does that mean yeah. to me? What does that mean to everybody out there? So when the Federal Reserve increases interest rates, that, that plays into what's called their federal funds rate. And then the federal funds rate you know, kind of drives several other things. It's going to ultimately drive the, the Treasury's market, and, and that will deter, determine rates like the 10-year Treasury the two-year Treasury, the thirty-year Treasury, it, it plays very much into your residential mortgage rates, auto loan rates, your student loan rates. I mean, pretty much everything that we we borrow. You know, credit cards. Um, and I'm trying to think what, where else that would go. Oh, and then, and then of course, the Wall Street Journal prime rate. Now, banks, for the most part, are we really pay a lot of attention to what's called the 10-year treasury rate. That's really the prime rate out there that drives, a, you know, that's going to drive, you know, your, your mortgage rates. That's going to drive your auto rate. But we also look at how that rate interacts with the two-year treasury because that's that the two-year treasury and the 10-year treasury. Uh, form up what we call the yield curve. And right now we're in a situation where the y- yield curve is inverted and that inversion is deepening. And right now, like like the the yield curve inverted earlier this year, but it only inverted for a couple of days and kind of bounced in and out and then, and then came out of it. But then in July, I, around about the middle of July, it went into an inversion and it has not come out since. And that inversion is only deepening. And we're basically about a Forty basis point inversion at this point, and that's that's ultimately not a good thing because what that means is that short term rates are higher than long term rates, and you know, and that's really going to drive a lot of what we're going to see here over the next twelve months. So that's that's what's really pushing up a lot of you know. You're seeing the mortgage rates, thirty year mortgage rates going up above six percent. You're seeing auto loan rates increasing. Uh, student loan rates, when they do come back in, I guess after it, it, probably in January 2023, you will see student interest rates increase at that point when they when they kind of kick back in. Um, so you know, so that's a really key thing that we're keen on. And right now, the the Wall Street Journal prime rate is sitting at five and a half percent. If they increase it by seventy five basis points, that means that rate will jump up to six point two five. Um, I would also like to say that the ten-year Treasury, at least, uh, I have a couple of notes here. As of this morning, uh, that ten-year Treasury was sitting at three point five seven one percent, and that is the highest that that ten-year Treasury has been since twenty eleven. So it's the highest it's been in ten years, and even going back, it's 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 pretty close to where to where we were, perhaps going back to two thousand and eight before the financial crisis. Um, So that's just something to really keep an eye on. And unfortunately, that doesn't mean great things for the rest of us over the next, you know, 12 to 18 months, because it means interest rates are going to going to be elevated. They're going to be high. It's going to make affordability of a lot of things more difficult, you know, more difficult to buy a house, buy a car. You know, it'll make, you know, you know, maybe somebody who, uh, is thinking about going to college or maybe just graduated from college, thinking about going back and get some, some type of graduate degree. Uh, maybe they might decide to hold off on those things just because of the overall cost associated with it. So, um, so these are things that are going to be a challenge for us and things that we are really going to have to keep an eye on here as we, as we continue to move forward. Now, the good thing is that eventually this will cause banks to have to, you know, uh, You know the interest that banks have been paying on their deposit accounts has been so low for so long and we start we you know back in uh what was it 2018 2019 when the fed started to increase rates again we we started to see those those rates finally begin to creep off the floor and come up just a tad and then obviously with 2020 the pandemic hit we saw those all those rates just you know crash right back down now uh, so as these rates go up, that will eventually put put more pressure on banks to increase you know increase CD rates, uh, increase uh, rate of return on on money market and and you know savings accounts, checking accounts, things like that. So hopefully, consumers and businesses will begin to see a little bit more of a return on money that they are keeping in the bank. Um, so that's a good thing. That that's one of the good things that'll happen. It'll also be good for retirees. I mean. One of the things that have hit retirees for the longest time is that they've had to keep money in the market because it hasn't made sense for them to leave it in a bank because the rates have been so low. So we'll see if maybe some of that shifts I mean I I mean I I wouldn't venture how to guess how how much those rates could go up in the next say year or two but they they definitely will increase at some point um, which again will, should be hopefully would be a, a good aspect of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, Joe. You know, two two questions for you. One, you know, do you have resources, perhaps maybe on your website or somewhere, for people to be able to go and just kind of stay stay on top of some of this information? That would be one. And in, in what in what way, you know, should your clients or or should people out there be be leveraging some of this understanding that you're sharing? Is there a way for them to be able to do that? And then I think my next question might be. What does it look like in your world for you to stay on top of those things so that you can help inform your clients?
1: Uh, Well, I I read a lot. I read a tremendous (laughs) amount. I have to go to a lot of sources. read a lot of things. Um, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of things that play into banking. Uh, we have economics, we have politics. There's, there's just a lot of things. I mean, we, we pay a lot of attention to kind of what's going on in, in Congress and Senate and in the different committees and different, uh, legislation that they work on as it affects particular, as it affects banking in particular. So those are all things that, that we pay a lot of attention to. We really focus in a lot on a lot of the economic indicators, uh, that are going on, you know, in, inflation indi- indicators, unemployment uh, indicators, um, g, you know, um, you know, growth indicators, uh, just a, a whole spectrum of things that we have to look at and try to take into account, so that hopefully, if our clients do come back to us and and ask us these questions and ask us this information, you know, we can hopefully give them some good. Uh, you know, good advice and, and good counsel on on some of the things that they should be doing. You know, there's a there's a, there's a time to be aggressive with your business, and there's a, also a time to be conservative where you need to kind of batten down the hatches a little bit and just make sure that everything is running the right way. And I think that we are entering one of those times where it's better to batten down the hatches. It's not it's not a, it's not going to be a great time to be overly aggressive with growth plans in the next couple of years. Um, but yet, but yet we're still here. And, and, and one thing I would like to add before and i, I didn't forget I, I do want to answer your question we do have information on our website uh our website at harleysvillebank.com great place to go to find some of that information that i was talking about uh, great way to to uh, connect us to like I'm, I'm on linkedin as well as many of my colleagues at uh, harley'sville bank are on linkedin as well you can always look us up there and and uh you know ask us questions and and go through things on some of the different posts and chats and stuff that are out there um so that kind of answers that that one question there um and oh, God forgive me. I, I lost my I
0: Because you know what I, I was gonna share, you know, and, and I think that's the value of having someone like yourself and in, in Harleysville Bank and having that trusted resource. You know, knowing the level and depth that you go through those kind of informational and kind of resources, the research that you do to just kind of stay up to speed with what's going on so that you can serve and add value to your clients uh, is a way for your clients to be able to come directly to you rather than having to go through all of that information and kind of sort it out and figure out what it means. They have the opportunity to come directly to yourself or to your colleagues to do that.
1: Yes. No. And 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 we always try to keep ourselves open to our clients and basically say, hey, if you, if you need help, if you just need to talk through stuff, I mean, we're we're here. That's what that's what we're here for. Um, yeah. You know, again, a lot of times I have a lot of customers that they may not necessarily need something at the moment. They may not need a loan or, or need to need money for anything in particular. A lot of times they just want to talk. They just want to say, hey, you know, what are you seeing? What you know, what do you, what are you seeing out there in the economy? What are you seeing from other customers? How are they feeling about things right now? And uh, and that in and of itself can be tremendous information for a lot of our a lot of our clients out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Joe, for, for being here today. Thank you for the work that you do and uh, for being a member of the chamber community. So thankful that that you are.
1: Yeah, no. Hey, thank you, Jenna. It's been a pleasure. I love coming on here. I, I certainly hope to come back again. Um, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned I'll, I'll be back in a few months to be a, actually a host for the show, which I'm very excited about, which should be a cool thing. And if I can just real quick, I would just like to give a shout out to a couple of the sponsors. Uh Railroad. Uh, I've taken my kids there many times. We've done the Polar Express over uh, Christmas time, which is a great, great time. Um, ha- haven't really any, heard anything negative about it over the years. I, as I said, I've always had a great time there. It's a great organization. Um, and then, um, Manitoni still works. I'd been, been there for a couple of times for a couple of chamber events. And, and that's always a good time up there on the progress, uh, circle of progress. And uh, so, yeah, anybody who hasn't been up there yet to check it out, definitely, definitely get up there.
0: Fantastic. Thanks so much. I haven't checked that one out yet, so I think I will So thanks Joe <laughs> for sharing that. All yeah. right. Wonderful. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for uh, season nine of Chamber Chat and for our, our chat today with Joe Burquist, uh, Vice President of Commercial Lending for Harleysville
1: Bank. Have a great day. Thank you. See you.